guys from wherever they feel like it. It's Two Guys Watch a Movie! Who is your host? Two Guys! And we are recording episode number 17. Here we go. NC 17. Woot. <laughs> okay. We've got we've got excessive violence or nudity. What's the what's the cutoff for NC 17? Oh, I don't know. Journal? I don't know. I gotta okay. I gotta intro us. I gotta intro us. Uh, I know, but or do you want to? Have you ever seen an what is seventeen it? movie? I haven't. I have. Uh, it's an explicit like. It's an explicit like <laughs> sex. Okay. I think like it's sex, but it's like super explicit. The only NC seventeen rated movie I've seen is uh, I think Killer Joe. Okay, it was. Eyes Wide Shut, NC-17? I think that was close, but it was... Okay. Uh, but no. No, it was like right there. I think they made cuts for it to be an R. I never did see Eyes Wide Shut regardless. I have not seen that either. Um, not a bad thing. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna... Was that our intro? I think it's fun to do a meandering intro. But I could we... do a meandering intro for the week. All right. Episode 17. We always do a meandering intro now. I always try to comment like on it. the number. But I got to th- throw in number. No, yeah, but I got to throw in like a, hey, welcome to our show. Okay, well, you can edit that in later, but keep this in. No, 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 this is going in. I'm going to keep it exactly, I'm going to keep it exactly like this. And we're going to we're do things different. We're going to do things like Tenet. We're going to, we're going to start in the yeah. middle and then we're going to work backwards. Yeah. And then, and then maybe play it all in reverse. Tommy's going backwards like. in time. I'll be going forwards. It'll be a temporal pincer movement. It will be brilliant. How I remember that phrase, I have no idea, but yeah, hey, everybody, welcome to Two Guys Watch a Movie. This Hi. is episode 17. I'm Jordan Ehrlich. I'm Tommy Quartz. And this is our podcast about movies and movie-related things. Yes. Um, can I make a request for the episode title? Yes, please could do. You just, could we just not do all caps? <laughs> no all caps? Yeah, what if we just did back to regular capitalization episode? I don't think we ever started. We I know, all I'm over. just saying. It'll be, yeah, it's now it's a transition to regular capitalization style episodes. I'm going to call this the lowercase episode. <laughs> yeah, no uh, no capitals. No capitals, no, no exclamation points. It's just going to be the lowercase episode. Yeah, and yeah. it'll be a chill episode. It'll be super chill, super vibes. If you want to listen to this as an ASMR track, feel free. We're on NPR right now. This is just a, ew. Oh no! <laughs> God, sorry. we'll be just. But this is a movie's public radio. I'm Tommy Quartz filling in for Laura Wexsmith Hammerston. And what's his face is out this week, and I'm Jordan Ehrlich, and this is um, what the hell's that name? I- I- Ira Glass. Who I was thinking of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm not Ira Glass. I'm not wearing any glasses, and. Um, this is a movies podcast, so I'm going to be chewing on popcorn against the microphone while we do this. Delightful, that, the, delightful. That's a that's our movies like ASMR. That's a movie yeah. ASMR right there. Is chewing mm-hmm. different movie candies. So maybe one week we get goobers, and then the next is like oh yeah, popcorn. We'll do Junior Mints and review some sort of <laughs> licorice. I'm I'm, I'm eating. Yeah, we uh, have to pair red the candy vines. with the movie. I think. There know? we go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's it. That's my question for you today. Was that What's it? Your favorite. Uh, what is your favorite? Uh, pair one movie theater candy with your with a with a movie. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Or actually, I'll name a movie. You you pick the uh, the Halloween and, and I pick a ho- okay, not the okay. Halloween candy, the movie theater okay. candy. Well, we are to... talking about a ghost movie today, so I mean, you know, perfect. Yeah, spooky, spooky, scary. Um, yeah, okay. You name them. So you name a movie. I will. Yeah, pair and I'll a candy. Yeah, I'll have a list of movies prepared for you in just a few moments. Perfect. First, uh, while you're doing that, should we see what's going on? Yeah, what's going on? So, a couple new big trailers have come out the last couple of days. That's Uh, true. As of the time of this recording, this trailer came out today have you watched the new trailer for the matrix Resurrections? oh there's a new trailer today they released a new trailer no, today. oh i haven't i haven't watched it uh i might avoid it i might you know what i'm really excited for this one funny I fact i still ma- haven't seen matrix 3 but i don't think i need to for this i know they save the day that's all you need to know well i know he jesus is He's he jesus is i think i think he jesus is i just rewatched those movies not long ago um I mean, you're not missing much. Yeah. 
It, it, um, I mean, I love the first one. I've probably seen it. Well, actually, it was one of the first DVDs my friend had. Oh, and that so, was in the like early days of like DVDs. Oh, yeah, too, like, he was one of the only people I knew with a DVD player. And uh, but he, we would skip to the chapter called Lobby Shooting Spree. I think we all know oh, what that is. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. about half, a little further than halfway through the movie. And we yes. would just watch it from there to the end. Oh, over so and over. Good. From then on, it's so good. The so lobby I've seen the movie. Out, like, oh. I've seen the second half of the movie like 50 times. It's so good. From the, oh, I mean, the whole movie, the, the movie's yeah. great as a whole. But like from that point on, it just the action is yeah. just so amazing. And then, oh, my God. Question for you. I didn't plan this one. I'm curious if you remember this. Do you remember the first DVD you ever had in your household? Oh, uh, yeah. Hmm, man. Or like one of the first. I'm trying to remember. I see. It's funny because I can tell you all my friends' DVD. My my best friend in like the sixth, seventh, eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. I can tell. I haven't talked to him since, really. <laughs> um, but uh, I can podcast. tell you he had the movies Entrapment, Goldeneye, uh, The Matrix, uh, and I think maybe. I want to say multiplicity on TV. Is that the Michael Keaton one? Yeah, where he's like clones himself and they keep getting dumber and dumber. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm trying to think of my own first DVD. How about you? My first, yeah, I remember we had, it took us a long time to get us an actual DVD player, I remember, so... I had an X. My my parents. I think that you're bought yeah. Me an Xbox. Xbox was my first DVD player. Yeah, and they got the DVD like attached. Back when it wouldn't play it automatically, you had to buy like a separate little attachment to like remote. stick into the controller yeah. port. Um. Yeah. So my first DVD though was Rush Hour Two. Oh, nice. That sounds <laughs> about the right time. <laughs> it's that. This is that 2000, period. Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yes, I remember. Finding those DVD extras. Remember they throw like little like Easter eggs into the um yeah, yeah. The DVD menus. Oh yeah, the secrets. And they had. I remember now. I can't believe this is all coming back to me now. The um, they because both of these movies were produced by New Line Cinema. Uh, mm-hmm. they had two hidden trailers within the DVD menu for Lord of the Rings Fellowship. Uh-huh, okay. Um, but I remember seeing that. I was like, ah, oh, I found a secret. Yeah, like, I mean, so I actually have been really wanting to rebuy this DVD on well, this Blu-ray. Uh, but it's a, actually one of the first ones I actually had was the Criterion Collection Royal Tenenbaums. Ooh. Uh, which was a pretty cool little eighth grader, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a, you were ahead of your time is what you were. Um, yeah, but I really want to get that actually that again on uh, on Blu-ray, the Criterion Collection, because it's really cool. It has all like the art, uh, like oh. the internal art, like a Margot Tenenbaums artwork. Oh, nice. Yeah. And oh, so, cool. uh, yeah, it's, it is really cool. And it, uh, yeah, that was one of the first DVDs I had because that was like 2001 ish. Yeah, that's around the time when it started getting big. My friends started, I think I had relatives who had like, who did have also had The Matrix on DVD. And I think, yeah. I remember that was like one of the first R rated movies I ever watched was, uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. The Matrix. Yeah. Good, t- good, t- good times back when DVD, and now DVDs are becoming more obsolete. It's really weird. Like, yeah. everybody yeah, streams I mean, now. It's a little sad. Yeah, I definitely don't have my DVD collection anymore. It's back at my parents' house. Oh, uh, another trailer that came out recently. Have you seen the trailer for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part yes. One? Yeah, that was exciting. Part One? Yeah, I know that makes me happy too. Oh my god, that was fu- it looks fun. I mean, you didn't get a lot of footage, but um, yeah, that movie looks. I mean, it'll be fun. I love. Yeah. I think Sp- the first Spider-Verse is probably one of the best comic book movies in the last, like, five years. Yeah, it's it's very, very good. Yeah. And then, the only thing I have left on here is the um, it's award season is kind of starting to become upon us now. Mm-hmm. And some awards have been handed out to movies. And the National Board of Review just named their top movies of the year. And I don't think this is going to be like any kind of predictor of like specific Oscars given or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like it's this list of movies to kind of keep an eye on uh, over the course of the next couple of months. And mm-hmm. they are Belfast, Don't Look Up, mm-hmm. Dune, yeah. King Richard, The All Last right. Duel, Nightmare yep. Alley, Red mm-hmm. Rocket, The Tragedy yep. of Macbeth. And West Side Story. What's Nightmare Alley? Nightmare Alley is Guillermo del Toro's new movie. Uh, It is based on a book. This was already made into a movie, I think, in like the 50s. 
Oh. Um, but it's about a con man, I think, who gets involved with a psychiatrist and things get crazy. Um, but it's uh, it takes place around a carnival. It looks to be crazy. right up Guillermo del Toro's alley. Yeah, um, it sounds great. Looks super good. I gotta mention also uh, the one that the movie that got best film uh, on this list was Paul Thomas Anderson's new movie Licorice uh, Pizza. Yeah, I really want to see that. I want to see awesome. that so bad. I just saw the music. It looks box. like a very coherent Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, which. Ugh, <laughs> 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 uh, I love him though. I mean, Boogie, Boogie Nights is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, actually, uh, still never seen Boogie Nights. Ooh, get on that! Get on that! I know. Movie. I should. I should. Uh, West Side Story just is it about to come out, I think, this weekend, and it's getting stellar reviews, too. Yeah, it looks legit. It looks legit. I, we'll see. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i curious to see, I don't know if it's going to be better than the original, but, like, I'm curious to see what he does, what Spielberg does with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It'll be fun. That was one of the last movies, I tell you, that was one of the last movies that uh, we saw in a theater before uh, the pandemic hit. Was uh, we went to go see uh, Music Box was doing uh, oh really seventy mil yeah seventy millimeter cool. film fest so Gabby and I went to go see West Side Story and cool we actually um, when we got our engagement photo session done at the Music Box we um, they were really cool and they uh, in one of the like marquees that were in or in the uh-huh. theater they put West Side Story uh-huh. in there so it's part of our engagement photo shoot now Cute. it's really cool yeah um, that's pretty much everything I've got here for what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What have you uh what have you been watching lately? If anything? Uh just garbage. Well, a little I watched uh The Great British Baking Show. It just concluded its like 13th season or something. Very nice. 13 Wait, 13 seasons already? I don't know how many. It's a lot. But uh maybe wow. 9. Uh but um it's uh yeah. I was happy with who won. Good stuff. Yeah, uh, how I've about been, you? What else? What have I been watching? Wa- I've watched one in the last few weeks. Uh, I've watched a couple really good ones. Um, one I want to recommend is called Tick, Tick, Boom. Okay. It's on Netflix. That. It's uh, It was a musical written by Jonathan Larson, who wrote Rent. Huh. Uh, and it's a semi-autobiographical musical. Uh, he'd written this before he passed away um, so suddenly in the huh. mid-90s. And then somebody found this. Wow. Uh, it was a one-man show, turned it into a three-person off-Broadway play, and then huh. Lin-Manuel Miranda directed this uh, adaptation for Netflix. That sounds um, good. It was really good, though, and Andrew Garfield absolutely yeah. crushes in this movie. He's Word. might get an Oscar nod for this. Okay, I should uh, see that. Yeah, that was really good, though. Um, what have you, what what have you seen? Oh, well, I watched that, uh, awful trashy Netflix show, Sexy Beasts. <laughs> Wait, this is the one that... They put on elaborate prosthetic makeup. Right. And then they have, they go on dates and they have to eliminate people based on personality alone. I like, um, I, I dig it. I mean, it's a long way to go for, Here's uh, my, here's date, my issue but... with it, Okay. 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 Everyone is hot. I want there to be one secret uggo. <laughs> that's no fun. Yeah, that's no fun. Well, there has to be one secret ugly person. You Why know? not have, like, multiple secret ugly people? Yeah, or just average normal looking people. Maybe, Maybe every once in a while a model, but, like, everyone is hot. Token hot guy. Get a token hot guy on the show. Why not? Like... And so, like, then they have to, like... Then they get they get their faces revealed to them after they reject them, and they're like, "Oh, I she looks jackpot. good." <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, it's anyway, it's uh, it's terrible. Uh, uh, I wouldn't waste my time with it, but it's fun. Good stuff. You know? No, nothing wrong with uh, nothing wrong with trashy TV there. Yeah. Uh, what um, else for you, Jordan? What did I watch? I'll tell you what I finished today. Finally, uh, get back, which is the oh, the Beatles doc. I want to yeah. watch that. Yeah. It. God, Peter Jackson, everything, he tra- even when he goes into TV, he makes it like three hours long. Yeah, so, oh yeah. It's three episodes. The first one's two and a half hours. The second one's almost three hours long. And then the third one's a little shorter. But finished it today. The only way I can describe this is it's, it's Beatles porn. Like, Okay. <laughs> if you love the Beatles, it's just a lot of footage of them sitting around recording music and writing yeah. music and... It's really, really good. It's super in depth. Um, 
You're just hanging out with the Beatles. Yeah, I want to watch it. Could not recommend it more. And then I watched, uh, the last one I got on here is, watched the movie Spencer. Haven't heard of it. Oh, the oh Diana. It's yeah. the Princess Diana movie starring uh, Kristen yeah. Stewart. Uh, yeah, was how was really, it? Really good. Okay, I want to see it. She's I'm a, really I'm good. a Kristen Stewart stan. I am too, you know what? <laughs> like, I love... I'm a twi- I think I'm a Twilight actor stan. Like an yeah, actor stan. I mean, yeah, a lot of good people are in it too, though. Like, yeah. A lot of random people I keep seeing show up. So I've been watching um, The O.C. Oh my god, yes. I, you know, it's been a Thanksgiving, you know, it's been, it's been like a, an emotional couple weeks, so I've just been reverting to old nostalgia shows. For sure. Uh, and so, uh, uh, with, but The O.C. is funny. There's a character in the third season of The O.C. who's like this bully named Volchak. Yes. I remember Volchak. He's in Twilight. He is. Oh my God. Yeah. Is it bad that I remember this dude's name, by the way? What's the actor's name? His name is Cam Gajandit. Oh, Um, Cam Gajandit. You're right. I know that name though. I know. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. There were a lot of people that popped up on the OC. He always plays that kind of character. Yeah, there really were. Actually, I hesitate to say that because like every time I've seen somebody from the OC and something else, I'm always like, it's them from the OC. Yeah. Like I know them first from the OC. Yeah, uh, Ryan from the OC, Ben McKenzie. Love Ben uh, McKenzie. Yeah, his new thing is crypto criticism. I just read that. Yes, I love him. Yes, Thank I'm, you. Oh my god, do you see that I'm, fucking shitty Matt? Da- What's Matt Damon doing right now? Yeah, the crypt- and it comes on after the previews before yes! the movie. Like fuck yes, that. fuck that so much. Oh and my also, god. Yeah. But I'm anti-crypto, not just because of that, for a lot of reasons, but mostly because it's it's libertarian. It's it's neo-libertarianism. Uh, um, I'm super so, like, scared. I'm Yeah. I'm just super like, scared. I'm not, I'm not for credit card companies, like, taking, you know, people's money or whatever, like, business owners' money. But, like, Bitcoin is, is just... <laughs> It's ridiculous. I'm also, I don't want, I don't want financial systems unregulated. I don't. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. <laughs> I want really? them regulated by the government, Please. strictly. <laughs> it's, it was funny because, like, I, I think they spent a lot of money on this commercial with Matt Damon. And oh, I remember sure, the first time I saw it, I had no idea what it was for. Well, it I, mean, then, I, just, I do not want to see a commercial after a trailer. Like, like, like for, I mean, which happens more often than not now. Yeah, in fact, I need to complain to Regal about that. They don't. I feel like they just they just ignore me now. I would say it's. <laughs> I, a, I don't, I don't so think much. it's a regal thing anymore. It's like a I know because we yeah we hit our uh, I think our local theater here is a century and like they're hitting them there too. Like it's yeah, just I as wanna, bad. Yeah, I just want to. Well, what I want to do is I want to start like a. Okay, you know how Reddit did like the GameStop thing. Yes. Yeah. What I want them to do is sell get, convince everyone to sell their Bitcoin all at once. There'll oh be a God. run on the. There'll be a run on Bitcoin. It's not FDIC insured. Oh so my god. People will lose a bunch They're of money. Lose all that money. Oh my <laughs> god. Go sell your we'll just put like Yeah, uh, so sell your Bitcoin. Dump your Bitcoin is the yeah, we'll, we'll subliminal message. We'll sublim- put subliminal yeah. messages into this podcast. Just yeah. like go sell your Bitcoin. Something. Yeah. If any Bitcoin bros want to comment on our on our podcast, please do. Tell oh us boy. how we're wrong. Engagement. <laughs> well, I was gonna say like, do our audience does our audience like dabble in Bitcoin at all? But then probably like, I don't know how broad our audience is, Jordan. I don't I know either. I don't know about maybe ten people listen to this at max. Probably, I would say at the very most. But I like <laughs> I like that we keep doing it, and I also like fuck the, it. Yeah. I'm not doing it for you know what? I'm doing it for you and me. I'm doing it for my own self. I, 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 I love know. it. Yeah, I find satisfaction yeah. in it. It's like a nice little therapy session where we get to get all our feelings out. Get about, it all out. Yes. About about content. <laughs> Matt Damon, go go get off the crypto. Get off the crypto game, dude. Come on. Yeah. But also, yeah, that I just for me, it's a cardinal sin that there is a commercial after the trailers before the movie. Yeah. That, yeah. At that point, like, like yeah. fuck that. Fuck that. A thousand. Come on. <laughs> Fuck that three thousand. Fuck oh yeah, I love that part of Endgame when Tony <laughs> says to his, da- his daughter like throws her ice cream at the wall and he's just like, "Fuck, fuck you, three thousand. Fuck that three thousand. <laughs> love that part. That was the director's cut. Yeah, like, yeah five hours long. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's a bunch more three thousand jokes in there. They throw <laughs> after that. 
Just like yeah, throw three thousand to everything. Three thousand. Yeah. Thanos, I am inevitable. Three thousand. And I am three thousand. All right, they're great. We we went too far with Jordan. We did. We did. We did. We did three thousand. Um, right. uh, shall we dive? So this is our first episode, kind of in the midst of the Christmas season. So what better way sure. to celebrate that? Than to talk about a spooky movie. Ghostbusters. About ghosts. <laughs> Alright, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Jordan. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Let's start, let's start with our final score first. Okay, are we doing this out of 100 again? Let's do out of 1,000. Out of 1,000? Not out of 3,000. <laughs> out of 3,000? <laughs> out of 3,000, <laughs> yes. Let's do it out of 3,000. I have to do some math. And... Oh, God. No, I can't do math. <laughs> Uh, just, I mean, you do math if you want to. I can't. I can't. I'll do just math. do it like do t- whatever it is out of thousand times oh, three. Okay, fair enough. I'm gonna give this. I gotta think small first. I gotta go. I'm gonna go hundred and then just. Uh, I have to uh, multiply. Okay, so I give it a twenty four hundred. I see. Now I have to do math. That's eight hundred. I give it an. 80. That's eight hundred out of a thousand. It's eighty out of a hundred. I'm gonna just go a... ahead and give this a solid like. B. I'm just going to revert back to my grids. I'm going to go B. Out of 100, if I'm going by like Rotten Tomato standards, you know, like a 70% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes is different from like a C minus, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give this a solid seven. Rotten Tomatoes 70. Okay. Okay. Like, this was a very good movie. I liked, yeah, I, I think it almost could stand alone, but it is heavily reliant on nostalgia, and it, I don't yeah. have an issue with that. I'm okay. You know what? They it laid it worked. on thicker than I've seen most movies lay it on, and it worked almost all the time. Here's, you know, I noticed a lot of the time, like a lot of the nos- really nostalgic stuff didn't happen so much until maybe the last half of the movie. From like yeah. that's when I started noticing. Yeah, and I think that's because I was thinking about this today and. From the very beginning of the movie, it's all about, um, I always mess up, it's Spangler, right? Not Spanger? Mm-hmm. Spangler. Spangler. <laughs> the Spangler family. Egon Spangler was uh, Harold Ramis's character from the original. Yeah. And from the very beginning of the movie, I think we know that's Egon Spangler at the beginning of the movie. I didn't really know it was, actually. We are diving into spoilers, by the way, for this yeah. movie, so just a heads up there. Um, but yeah, I... I kind of figured that was going to be about him. I knew it was going to be about the Spangler family, though. Like, look so, at Finn yeah, Wolfhards. Uh, look at those kids. Once I realized, like, yeah, once I realized it was like that, it was like pretty clear from from the get go. This is a, a love letter to Harold Ramis. Yeah, I think so. And I was okay. You know what? It was a. The, I think the reason I was so okay with the nostalgia at the end is it worked, and it worked so well, and it transitioned into that so well because. It's the the writing is so incredible for this movie. Like yeah. it's Jason Reitman who co-wrote and directed this movie, but like it's not necessarily about making it nostalgia. Granted, like the plot of this movie it's it's dealing with uh Zool and Gozer and all of the shit from the first movie. So like yeah. in the end of the day, yeah, it's the same plot as the first one, but like it really starts off as this like super kind of intimate look at this family and how they're affected yeah. by and then I yeah. liked the way sort of the mystery of the ghost is unraveled, like with the the earthquake waves, uh, and then it's like slowly sort of revealed, and then relatively quickly revealed. But like the sort of the ghost plot, as it were, like the keymaster gatekeeper, yeah, whole thing. I thought worked pretty well, and it was like we sort of already got it, so it, you and know I think how it works. Yeah, and it's it. I mean, you definitely need to see the first one. I think that yeah. And it trans but it, it transitions into that so well from like because they establish the story yeah. at the beginning and they establish this family there and it's like yeah once um, we get to know these characters and get to know their situation like and it's a really well written like really well written story there and I think it really that, is and the kid the actors are good oh my god yes that girl is um, good that girl is so good oh my god Egon. apparently she's been in a bunch of stuff. I guess, uh, yeah, it seems like she's been in this for a, a bunch while. bunch of horror movies. Look up that name. But um, Finn Wolfhard, I mean, Finn Wolfhard, I mean. He's always good. Always good. Stranger Things is so good. Like, you know what to expect from him. Uh, McKenna Grace is uh, the one who plays Phoebe, uh-huh. uh, who is the daughter in this family. She was in I, Tonya. She was on Handmaid's Tale. 
Yeah, she's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, and she's uh, oh, she's in Malignant. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, and I, I knew. Yeah, she's in other stuff too. Yeah, um, and solid cast. The the I love the that kid podcast was really. Oh fun. God, he was hilarious and like totally charming, likable from the get go. Yeah, he's a great, uh, uh, never annoying. And then I felt like they kind of threw like Finn Wolfhard's lady friend into the proceedings, kind of like that transition felt a little more Finn and, like. Yeah, Finn and the girl were both sort of irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, because it's all about. I mean, the story is about the daughter yeah. and like how she like kind of is sort of the misfit of the family, and like yeah. she finds this. Uh, she kind of finds her place in. Her grandfather's, like, scientific roots. Yeah, um, I thought it was interesting. Do you think she was supposed to be on the autism spectrum? I didn't read it like that. Um, I kind of did. I don't know. Especially when she said, like, uh, I have trouble with complex emotions and then something about, like, this calms me. Oh, yeah. Um, but then they definitely, well, they did what I hope she wasn't intentionally supposed to be. They didn't, um, I didn't really because, get a sense of that one way or the other, I don't think. Well, yeah, they did the, uh, did you ever see the Power Rangers reboot a few years ago? No, I didn't. So, I think it was Billy is, he, like, one of his first lines is like, oh, I'm on the autism spectrum. Uh, uh, and it was like, okay, but then they had him be only autistic when it was convenient. So, like, when it was a time that required, you know, emotion, like a like a, you know, a neurotypical person would have, uh-huh. uh, that he would, he would, you know, have that appropriate emotion then. So it was like, okay, we're not dealing with this. He's just, he's just cured when it's convenient. And okay. so that's sort of, sort of, cause that's how it seemed to be a little bit with her if she was supposed to be. Um, but I think she's just supposed to be awkward. Like, yeah. You know, like and so when I realized awkward. that it was, cause I didn't necessarily realize that was Egon at, at the beginning. Um, so it made more sense when I was like, oh, right, he's like awkward and, and yeah. So the story is, so the story is at the very beginning, Egon is, I think they declared a heart attack, which it may very well have been, but it was, if so, brought on by the presence of a ghost, a ghost, a ghost. <laughs> so Egon is, has passed away. He's left this dilapidated farmhouse to his family who he deserted years ago. Um, yeah, I feel like he didn't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of, I mean, he wasn't perfect. He deserted everybody, though. If you, like, when you find out later in the movie that, like, yeah. he took all the Ghostbusters shit and, like, yeah. without any warning, just, like, took him and left. As it turns out, to prevent the apocalypse, which he didn't because the ghosts still disabled the equipment and it was up to his family that he deserted right. to stop right. it. He, but he at least slowed it up. down by putting catching that one ghost, right? Mm, yes, I think the big the goal was like so he set up a whole bunch of the ghost traps yeah. in the dirt, and the plan was to capture Gozer, who is the main sort of villain from the first movie, right? Uh, the Are you a god? Yeah. Um, yeah. It being, uh, it can be whatever it wants to be. Was it now, from the first am movie? Am I correct that was she played by Olivia Wilde? That was oh, Olivia Wilde. Yes, yeah. okay, I, yeah. I like I that. I like that. But uh, I realized it's the credits. I like that um, casting. That was fun. yeah, agreed. Um, also fun was um, J.K. Simmons's little brief oh, cameo. One I second, should, yeah, it was I great. loved. I loved that because it kind of sets up this like he formed this whole everything, and then his he's like re set, comes back from the dead. Well, it's like, yeah. I have built the shrine to you. We can rule together. And then she just, like, rips him in half. It reminded me of, uh, I, I thought it was going to be more like, um, and the whole world will be mine and Vigos. Mainly Vigos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was um, fun. that was a fun, that was a fun joke, though. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that ending. Oh, man. So, at the very end of this movie, there is a, like, deep fake i think they had an actor on set but like they ended up like deep faking harold ramus into this movie and it and looks very good it looked good <laughs> and i think it earned that um yeah and it's the I rare like, thing that like or it, it, i think it earned that yeah and he doesn't speak and i think that's very good decision 
Yeah. Uh, I think also the fact that he's a ghost he has a little more leeway with this, this the deepfake effect. And they set that up super well, like, too, because you don't even see him until, like, the last, yeah. like, five to ten minutes of this movie because he's still... Yeah. He's clearly guiding his granddaughter to, like... Yeah. pick up the mantle but like it's done through like these like practical effects lamp like it's moving, moving object yeah. yeah it moves the lamp in a certain direction and like i thought that um, was really sweet i agree uh, i really liked that and then i mean it was just so clear at the end too they're like okay we got them and we crossed the streams and it's like it's not enough you need a you need a spangler i didn't and then, i didn't i mean i knew they were all i knew all the original ghostbusters were going to be in it um, yeah I did not think that they would have gone as far as to, like, actually have his, like, physical being, Harold Ramis's like, physical being present yeah. in the movie. I thought that was, if this were done, but movie were done by anybody else, I think it would have felt a little... Icky. Offensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, because... But it, it was so clearly a love letter to Harold Ramis, and then yes. right at the end, just after that deepfake, the four Harold in the in the sky just yeah. melted me i honestly sobbed in the theater <laughs> yeah that, but no i got teary-eyed during that too it's a sweet moment like it's and it's an <laughs> earned like sweet yeah. mo- emotional moment too because like their mother has all these like feelings about being abandoned as a yeah. kid and like you know she's got and, and her it's a fucked up family it's a very fucked yeah. up family <laughs> It's a good, yeah. yeah. It is. But, a, it was sweet, and it really, uh, yeah, it earned it. I think the characters that you know, like the the Ghostbusters, the old ones, are very minor characters. I mean, they have nothing to do with it pretty a, much the whole time. It's I like mean, an extended cameo. Yeah, almost. and Dan Aykroyd's so like, got a good scene in there. Yeah, and I'm glad for that. I I was actually like, you know, when I saw that they were going to be in it, I was like, okay, I hope it's not just. I, I don't know. I mean. And then I see the trailer, and it's mostly not them. And I was like, okay, you know, yeah, it, it might be okay. Let's they see. Held and off I really on... think the character work, the story was excellent. By the way, props to the advertising for this movie because they did not show like much of the plot. Uh, like the yeah. last half of this movie, like is practically yeah. non-existent agreed. in the advertising for this. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I like that. Um, Oh, do you fun. have any good transitions to other things about deepfakes? Deepfakes? Well, we could go into uh, the questions segment. <gasps> Riddle me this. So, we've got a couple of questions here. We're going to start off with one to transition from Ghostbusters. Uh, Tommy, what deepfake would you like to see in a movie? Uh, okay, well, let's... You added you added an additional part to this question too. I did, yeah. <laughs> they can be living or dead. Living or dead. Because well, I figured like, okay. First of all, the ethical implications of deep faking a living person. Yeah, is crazy. I mean, did it, you ever it, see yeah. this the uh, the Thirty Rock episode with Seinfeld Vision? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Love like, that. That show. could Love legit that happen. <laughs> Like, people could actually do that yeah. by just AI watching all the episodes of Seinfeld. Like, I mean, unless you're getting, like, the explicit permission of the family to do something like that, which, uh, actually, for Ghostbusters, they did. Oh, yeah. Okay, And the daughter, there's an interview with his daughter where she talked about how they were great about, I think the phrase, because what they could have done with it is they could have, like, made him a, and I'm taking this quote from his daughter, they could have made him a jolly Santa type. But they didn't. It wasn't about Harold Ramis. It was about the character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they did that well. But it, there's so many, like... I don't know. To me, it does feel almost disrespectful to deepfake anyone. Like, you know, yeah. like there's some de- there's some actors who are dead who I would love to see in other things. But unless, like, it was some kind of homage, like, the, and well done, like they did in Afterlife, I think it's really delicate. And I mean, there's... I think there are very few circumstances that you could actually get away with it well. I even think the deep fake of Luke Skywalker on, uh, which it wasn't a deep fake, I know, uh, but it was a CGI. Uh, oh, you're talking about the end of Rise of Skywalker? No, I'm talking about or... the end of uh, Mandalorian season two. Oh right, well that was mocap. There's see, yeah. there's there's deep fakes and then there's like mocap. And I think like... deep, you've you've seen the deep fake, which looks a bit better, but um, yeah, but I. Uh, I still think, I, and I think a lot of people agree with me, that we would have preferred just a recast 
And I think, you know, like, you saw the Sebastian Stan photos. Oh my god, yeah. And, like, Star Wars, of all people, should know, after the prequels, like, that that practical is always better. And so, like, unless the CG is, like, really, really there, and I don't think it is for human face animations yet. It wasn't, at that point, entirely perfect, but you saw the, somebody, like, went and adjusted Yeah, and they hired them, yeah. Yeah, and, then they and got I, hired, yeah. I think it looks a bit better, but it, it still doesn't. It still looks fake to me. I think it was because they were like, they knew it was only it was like a one, maybe it was a one off thing and like not an extended yeah. role on the show. Like it wouldn't hurt just this one time to to do yeah, that. Think, but yeah. it's yeah, still got this I very mean, like deep fakey kind of effect, you know? Like it yeah, like, here's the only acceptable deep fake I would like. And it's not really even acceptable, but. Uh, if they did a Spaceballs 2, I just want John Candy to have one line as a oh, force man. ghost. Oh, that would be, oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> um, but other than that, I, I can't think of anything. Uh, I mean, that like seems appropriate. Yeah. Right? It's like, Do you I have was, an answer? I, I thought about, not really. Like I had an answer, but it's less deep fake and more mocap. Yeah. And, like. Who? I had an idea because I, so I still play Grand Theft Auto on occasion, uh-huh. uh, and in Grand Theft Auto Five, there's a player you can play as in director mode. There's a playable character um, who looks exactly like Judy Dench. Oh yeah, she's not meant to. Look, I don't think she's meant to look exactly like Judy Dench, but she's, yeah. the character's British and looks like Judy Dench. That's and wild. you can play around with her. And I thought, how fun would it be to have Judy Dench play like a badass assassin in a movie and perfect. do all these crazy action sequences? And like, yeah. I think it's less, it's not so much, it might have to be a combination of deepfake and mocap or animation or whatever. Like, God knows Judy yeah. Dench can't do these, uh, you know, she's yeah, a lovely you know, actress, but I don't think she can do all those physical, like, you know, yeah. well, Did you scenes. know the Spider-Man suit is is, is CGI like, a, like 95% of shots? I think I knew that, yeah. Uh, yeah you're talking about the new, like the Tom Holland one, Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I knew that. Which is a bummer, man. If you watch, uh, like, um, Amazing Spider-Man, With that the, is yeah, some of the Andrew best Garfield suit animation in it, because, like, the suit wrinkles when he moves and stuff. Oh, interesting. It looks a lot, it's, in my opinion, it looks nicer. It's a worse design of a suit, but it's it's better animation. No, that's good. If it's animated at all. I mean, to be a physical... I think, it's like when he's jumping off a... Oh, right, yeah. No, like, when he's doing spider acrobatics, I guess. Yeah. 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 I you know, I thought of this question, and it's like, yeah, I had to throw those extra stipulations in there, because, like, it's not, not... There's the legal ramifications, but then there's also, like, moral, like, yeah. issues that go along with this. It's like... Yeah, and it's like, you okay know, maybe in the future we'll have actors that say, you can deep fake me on these following circumstances. And it worked for <laughs> Ghostbusters because they got permission from the family, and also, Jason Reitman is the son of the original director, Ivan Reitman. Yeah, and, and like, it's like, there's, it's all in the family, so it feels yeah, and like, like... Yeah, and the fact that, like, they got the original cast to sign on, uh, it feels some, nice. Yeah, well, God, it was probably, what, one day shoot for Bill Murray? Like, yeah. and then another to do... Remember the mid credit scene with, uh... Yeah. Sigourney Weaver. That didn't. That was funny. It's like it was cute because it was nice to see them together again. But like, it's like that's the callback to the first movie you're gonna go with for this. (laughs) Yeah. You couldn't have Sigourney Um, Weaver just like pick them up in like a car, just like, hey, I'm going back to New York. Okay. Well, let's do the candy. Let's do the candy, or we can. Yeah. Let's do. What candy pairs best with the Shawshank Redemption? Oh my god. Um Shawshank Redemption. I'm going chocolate covered almonds. Ooh. Wow, because this similar. is kind of an adult movie and like not in like a sense of like an NC seventeen rated hardcore R movie or anything like that, but it's like kind no, of a movie for adults. Yeah. Uh and I think that chocolate covered almonds are I think almonds in general are a more adult snack. What kid do you know that really like I didn't like almonds as a kid? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of an adult, sort of an adultish snack. Yeah. Uh, I said raisinets, so I mean. Oh. Very similar I can, idea. I can see that. I see. I'm weird, and I love. That's been my favorite candy since I was like five. So. Okay, Jordan. What candy would you pair with the Dark Knight? The Dark Knight. I would go popcorn. I mean, that's the first thing that came into my head was popcorn. It's popcorn. a popcorn it's movie. Popcorn. I mean, it's an obvious answer, but like. Okay. okay. I go popcorn. I, like it. I I have to agree. 
I think anything. Uh, but maybe Batman. like, uh, hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. I think maybe like uh, sour worms would go well with uh, the Dark Knight. I could see that. Okay, uh, what candy or uh, movie snack would you pr- would you pair with the Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King? Oh man, I need something that's gonna last me through mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah, that's true. That's a three-hour movie. The last one's three and yeah. a half. Um, yeah. What's a long-lasting candy? What's something that's gonna like? Maybe some licorice. Yeah. Because you can yeah, only handle that feet. like a few at a time, you know. Sure. Because they're big pieces of candy and Twizzlers, a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah, Twizzlers. I like. It. I like red vines, but oh, I could go sure. Twizzlers too. Sure. Um. Sure. And they gotta be like regular ones, cause it's like if I get like that pink lemonade shit, then I'm like I'm gonna down those in like five minutes. Okay, well then, what candy would you pair with last one, Fight Club? I Fight Club, uh, Sour Patch Kids. I was gonna say Sour Warheads. Ooh, oh, I like that. I like. <laughs> I love Warheads. Yeah, definitely something sour though. We we got that. Love it. Yeah, it just sounds like it would go with that. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> God. All right. Uh, all right. What's your uh, next question, Jordan? You had My another question. Right? I got I a question here. We're getting into oh. the holiday season here. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this. Tommy, cast your dream version of a Christmas Carol using an intellectual property that has not been used before to tell this story. Okay, and uh, uh, yes. I gave you some characters to uh, use to cat to cast. Okay, well, you know, yeah, I've got an easy answer for this, uh, and it is, uh, it's, it's always Sunny Christmas Carol. <laughs> oh my God, okay. Scrooge obviously is Danny DeVito. Yeah, one hundred percent. The Ghost of Christmas Past, I think, would probably be Mac. Uh, if you could bring Fat Mac back somehow, Ooh. or sorry, Christmas Present would be Fat Mac. Yes, I was going to say, okay, I was going to say, because the Ghost of Christmas, uh, Christmas present is supposed past, to be like a jolly. Yeah. Christmas jolly. past would be uh, Dennis with his hair dyed blonde, <laughs> uh, oiled up. In the uh, He'd be wearing that, that silver jockstrap thing he wears, you know? Yes. And he'd say, I have an idea for Christmas future for this. Christmas past. Uh, Christmas future, yes, I've got this I have this. an Hold idea on. for this, but... No, I've already what? got this one. Yes. So uh, it would be big black wings... On the back of a hooded, uh, large hooded creature, but it would be voiced by D. It's D as the bird. Yeah, D as bird. <laughs> yeah, just be bird noises that she makes. That, as, that's what as I would, points. Yeah, that is what I was gonna suggest. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Charlie. Charlie would be Tiny Tim. Yes, <laughs> I am so excited about this version. <laughs> yes. I want them to make. Uh, and yeah, or yeah, I don't know who Bob Cratchit would be. I, I was trying. I was oh, wavering I on. I think it would have to be Charlie and the Waitress as Bob Cratchit. I think, and, um, but then I, I think Cricket would have to be Tiny Tim. Cricket? No, I'm thinking Cricket might be the one who comes to beg. Cricket for money maybe is for Bob the, Cratchit. Who's the, you know, there, there's the two men who oh, are like yeah. going around collecting money for something. Was it an orphan? I forget what it was in the book, but there's two men that come to see him to like ask for donations for something. I think Cricket would be one of those people begging for money, or would he? Yeah. Who's Fezziwig? Who's like his? Oh, Fezziwig yeah. is a big uh, character in pa- in the past. Yeah, yeah. Let's think. Uh, who could? Uh, it'd be uh, Duncan from Under the Bridge. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yes. Oh my Scrooge, god! Because what's the name of? Um, I would remember if he used to left a party there. What's the name so of? Um, what's the name of Jason Sudeikis' his character on that show? Again? Oh, uh, Dude. Yeah. No, no, Dooley no, offed himself a few years back. Uh, have you watched any of the newer seasons? Schmitty, Schmitty. Yeah, I have Schmitt, seen them all, yeah. but I, I don't know them as well as the old seasons. I, because I haven't watched any of the newer seasons. I'm like. They're great. I mean, they're still very good. I just watched the one where they did Lethal Weapon 8. Yeah. Uh, or is it Lethal Weapon 7? Um, yeah. And yeah, it was okay. It was great. It was pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. The newer stuff isn't as great as the like. Yeah, it's it, it's a bit more hit and miss, but uh, season, some of them are really good. Yeah, season seven of It's Always Sunny though is like prime. Peak, I think yeah. every episode in that season was just like brilliant. There's a few seasons in a row where it's just everyone is hit. God, yeah, yeah, it's just so good. Oh my god! If you haven't watched It's Always Sunny, people, go watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, oh my god. My But yeah, that would be this. But if I also... So let me let me talk a little bit about Christmas Carol, too. So my college yeah. did Christmas Carol every year. Very nice. Uh, there's sort of a professional theater attached to 
the theater department at University of Tennessee. And it's like a legit, it's a League of Regional Theaters theater. Like it's, oh, and they have equity actors and like professional actors and artists and residents that come on. Uh, and so like, I've seen a bunch of different actors play Scrooge and it is so important to have a actor that can be dynamic and broad in their, in, in their range because Scrooge can be the most boring character if it is played by a boring actor. Mm-hmm. And it carry like, 90% of that show is Scrooge just saying, Oh, oh, look at this! Oh! And, like, it, I've seen it, be, yeah. like, be really good and, like, moving. And I've seen it be torturously boring. <laughs> I wonder if that's how they went with Jim Carrey for that animated one. That I think maybe. Yeah, he, he was, it's a, that's a really good version of that. Have I haven't actually that? seen it. No, huh? I haven't seen it because I do have a little aversion to Christmas Carol, only okay. because I've seen it and so many times. Sure, yeah. I had to stop myself. We're act- and we're actually going this weekend. We're actually going into the city to go see a production nice. of that. Um, so I'm excited about that. But I've had to stop myself because it's such a dark story, man. Like, yeah. Well, I looked it up uh, because I did actually think of an actor that I would like to play Scrooge. This is just in general and a dream casting. Is Ben Kingsley has never played Scrooge? Oh my God, really? Right? <laughs> I mean, I never thought about that. Yeah, no, that's great. Oh, my God. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, you got to go British, I think. Like, yeah. If you do this. Yeah. For my version of this, I, I've been watching... My version's not nearly as good as in its always, it's always Sunny version of this, but I went with a very Beatles Christmas Carol, because I've been watching oh, so freaking Beatles stuff with yeah. back here. Um, so, for Scrooge, I think you got to get, like... He's going to be the one, you know, the Muppet with the Muppets, Christmas Carol. Like, uh-huh. you've got all the Muppets playing all the characters, but then you got, yeah. like, Michael Caine as Scrooge. So yeah. I think you've got to get, yeah. like, an actual act, like, an actual sure, actor. Yeah. Like, let's just say Ben Kingsley. Like, yeah, it would ben work. Kingsley I mean, I think this. he's same age as them. Um, or you bring back George C. Scott as the other one. Who's, Perfect, yeah. Uh, he played, he's played Scrooge. Um, sure, yeah. And then, so Jacob Marley would be played by, I added Jacob Marley into this. You play, be yeah. played by George Harrison. Of course. Uh, Ghost of Christmas Past would be John Lennon. Uh, okay. Christmas Present would be Paul McCartney. Oh, interesting. I think he's pretty... He's probably, I had to think, like, who's the jolliest Beatle? And it's like, Paul McCartney. Paul's probably, yeah. like, yeah, the jolliest Paul's one. Paul's good, yeah, yeah. It was oh, tough okay, between... sorry, I got past and present confused. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, so no, no, yeah, no, no worries. Totally. Um, and then Christmas Future? Christmas Future. I had as just, like, a present just spirit because it's perfect on its pop own. Puppet, yeah. And then, Tiny Tim is play, it, yeah. and then Tiny Tim is played by Ringo Starr. Of course, uh, of course. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> I love it. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I was tough between we, past and present, huh? <laughs> I always do. Have you seen Walk uh, Walk Hard? Yes. <laughs> so I love the Beatles cameo in that, but but I love Paul Rudd. Great echoed. Great record. <laughs> there was no limit to what you cannot imagine. Imagine. <laughs> oh, it was just them. Quoting their own album titles. It was so good. It was tough to choose between um, with the past and present. I knew that was going to be John and Paul, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah. I, it was so hard to choose between the two. It's like they well, could have both done. Paul's each. jollier for sure. Paul's a little jollier, I think. Yeah, John's yeah. pretty jolly. Yeah. I don't know. Paul's like yeah. the like whimsical. It's whimsical. Yes. There you go. Yeah, but yeah, that's right. a dark, it's uh, a dark play. I got to see it done with some. I wonder if the Guardians holiday special is going to be like that. Like, oh, that'd be interesting. I don't know. That'd be fun to see. Like, Drax is the ghost of like Christmas present or something, and uh-huh. I don't know. Groot is the uh, maybe Groot is Tiny Tim. Baby Groot is Tiny Tim. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and at the very end, he'll just go, "I am Groot," <laughs> or he actually says it. Yeah. Um, I am Groot. Everyone. everyone. <laughs> yes. Perfect. I would watch that. I would watch that. Do you have tickets to Spider-Man yet? I do. Yes. Are you, I, what date? Oh, man. I'm Thursday not, or Friday? I'm not going till the following Monday. Oh, no. Um, well, have you seen the ticket sales? Huh? Have you seen the ticket sales numbers? It's, it's, oh, it's more than Endgame right now, yeah. right? Yeah. They're oh saying it's it's outpaced Endgame. I just looked That's like my, I'm going at three o'clock on Thursday. I, I called out of work for an appointment. Um, Got an appointment but, with Doctor Parker. Yes. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Doctor Strange. Oh man. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Doctor Strange. with Doctor Strange. Missed opportunity. <laughs> oh well. You can edit that later. Nah. 
Mistakes. These are beautiful mistakes is what they are. I did see the new trailer, though, because I saw it before uh, oh. Afterlife. Oh, okay. That's I'm sorry fine. you... It saw, didn't spoil I'd... anything. Okay. The yeah, se- no that's the new one, the second one, right? Yeah, yeah. So you saw, like, more Doc Ock in there, and then, like... Uh, yeah. They're, like... You hear Willem Dafoe. I don't think you actually see yeah. too much of a glimpse. Yeah. Yeah, it was I mean, it's... It's not too much of a spoiler. They started putting Jamie Foxx out there to advertise yeah. this movie, so... Yeah, let's... Yeah, we don't have to keep this in or, or not, but uh, the, no, it's no. interesting to theorize about, because it really doesn't seem... Like, it's a pretty crazy thing for Doctor Strange to just do, right? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, hey, let's just change the whole world, you know? Like... Right. Like, you think he could do a smaller spell, where it's like, yeah, okay, but now everybody <laughs> knows Peter Parker's... Yeah, or some, just I don't know, like something else. I mean, know, if a spell's like simple a... enough, like it sounds like the spell is simple enough, but then he, in the trailer, like he throws all those like stipulations there. I don't want them to know. I don't. I want them to know. I still want them um, to know. Like, okay, you think that's what messes it up? Yeah. So I don't know if that's like yeah. In the first, yeah. I think that's what happened. But anyway, some people but... I've seen. Some people suggest that you know the scrolls from Spider-Man uh, Far From Home weren't really ever followed up on. And so it's no, maybe possible yet. this is a Doctor Strange impersonator. What? But who can do magic, though? Yeah, no. I don't know. Um, maybe. maybe. I think this is one of the... Something I was thinking about today, actually, was like, I wonder if they're only showing like things from maybe the first hour of this movie. Oh, yeah. And definitely. then it's I think that, Well, go... that's... Marvel is usually... And also, they have scenes that aren't in their movies and shit. Like, sure. they're secretive. And they, have, they edit stuff out of scenes... And look, yeah, I mean, look at Endgame. Like, they did very little advertising for that. And, like, yeah, and honestly, like, have you ever seen a movie where the trailer comes out a mo- less than a month before? It's ever. This is the most <laughs> tight lipped, I think, even more, almost more so than Endgame. Maybe not yeah, by oh, much, I say. but, like, I mean, like, it's crazy. But also, the hype for this is out of control. Like, why, do, do you think it's just because the possibility of old Spider-Man villains is that exciting to Marvel fans? I mean, it's a multiverse thing. I mean, the multiverse has been a part of, I think, I think it's been in the Spider-Man comics before. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, but, it has. Um, so I think just the idea of seeing like a live action Spider-Verse on there, especially with the nostalgia people have for those movies or mostly yeah, plus, the, like, Raimi the, success movies, of, the success of Into the Spider-Verse probably too helped you know, the more casual fan get excited. Oh, totally, yeah. I do very... I, I don't know if I knew anything about the multiverse before I didn't really either. Sp- Into the Spider-Verse came out. Yeah, same. But, yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see where it's gonna go. I hope it's good. This is a fun one today. Uh, thanks, yes. everybody, for listening to Two Guys Watch a Movie. We are on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Valium. We're on Val. We're a little bit of Valium. Well, I was on he- I was on Helium, but it it, it wore off <clears throat> well, yeah, before we you... started recording. Well, no, I could tell though because your voice is usually significantly deeper. I know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm gonna go take more Valium now. Uh, all right. <laughs> you get some more helium in you. Uh, all right. Thank you all for listening. I'm Jordan Ehrlich. I'm Tommy Quartz. I'll see you soon. Take care, everybody. Bye.